don't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you only, only a part of this when you choose? Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I'm your host and coach of the Terrace Crew, Matt Ricks. Magic Round 2023 is in the books and it's left us, as usual, with more questions than answers. Val Meninga, Val the House, Valance Tafare has come and gone and left his mark on the NRL. He has a bye this week, so we're going to have to wait two weeks to see him play again. Unfortunately for super coaches, he's the most purchased player this week. Eight thousand and eight and a half thousand teams have seen it fit to, to bring him in this week, and he won't be playing. Many, many super coaches, myself included, were left burnt by Mitch Moses. Oh, how we knew it was going to happen, but we didn't expect it to be this sudden and this damaging. By planning once again out the window, will we ever learn? To ponder these types of questions and much more, I'm welcomed tonight by two very experienced super coaches, kicking off with. Uh, 2014 third place overall finisher, Dan Ricks, coach of Casabonitas. Welcome, Dan. Thanks, Matty. Yeah, it's, it's seeming like a long way away from being being up on the top top spots. But, uh, yeah, I was glad I've dodged Moses, uh, Tyrell Sloan. It's good to see those guys not in my team and and tough, tougher owners with that. Uh, I've dodged a few but also carrying some absolute junk. So, you know, lots of rage trades coming up. Bit, uh, bit unfortunate. I did a lot of buy planning early. Uh, I think I said early in the year not to not to do it too early, but I, I went away anyway. And I think I've got about four or five. I was expecting to play for round thirteen, not playing now. Uh, so uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, have a couple of bounce back weeks and and see if I can feel those thirteen players for for round thirteen. You mentioned Moses there. Uh, as I said, I brought him in uh, this week, but. Um we, you know, I got burnt by him. Um, the pod father got burnt from him. And we usually do questions at the end, but I'm going to read out. We got a question from the pod father in uh, while it's relevant here. And the question is, how does one recover from trading in Moses and trading out Cleary from both a super coach and mental perspective? It's a uh, it's a pretty <laughs> pertinent question. And I'm going to have a crack at answering it because I'm in the same boat. <laughs> All right. Everyone who, bought in, everyone who bought in Moses last week knew exactly what they were getting in for. Um, I I did it predominantly because I'm quite far behind in the ranks and I think Dad did it as well because it was a big opportunity to slingshot him up the ranks. And if it had come off, we'd be having a very different conversation this week. Um, but that's super coach. In one week, it can all go, it can all go pretty pear-shaped pretty quickly. Um, I think that to recover... Like I don't know, Dan. What do you think? Do you think you can hold him through to thirteen? I'm I'm going to hold him. I'm just going to suck it up and and play on. Yeah, I think there's there's too much carnage around it. Otherwise, uh, like I don't know, you can't really flip it back to Cleary with with Origin looming. Uh, not too many other halfback options going around. So yeah, I mean, I think you just got to you just got to take the cop and uh, hold him hold him until thirteen. Yeah, mentally, you just got to – I think you were well-prepared, Podfather. You knew that it was going to be tough. Um, you had a plan. You knew you had the cash ready anyway. So, yeah, look, it's um, you'll be all right. Uh, also joining us tonight is um, the coach of C-Max Shark Attack, currently sitting around the 1700th mark, still adding a little bit of credibility to the pod. Uh, it's coach of, uh, as mentioned, C-Max Shark Attacks, Chris. Chris, welcome back to the pod pod. 
Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, I'm not sure how much relevance I'm, I am dwindling and falling at a rapid pace, but hopefully I can um, halt the poor momentum shortly. Yeah, I don't remember a season like just where I've just been on tilt every week. Like on the weekend, I vice captain Hines, and I'm like, "How good's this? I'm I'm back here. I've got Manu and Teddy in a dry Sunday game. They're both going to turn up. Doesn't even matter who I pick for captain. They're just both going to demolish the Cowboys. And then five minutes before kickoff, it starts pouring. Uh, and where has this rain come from? Uh, thankfully I went with Manu, but still like it just, just these little things just can't get right. And I'm sure you're feeling that as well. It's nonstop. I was watching that game. Um, but same thing, like I turned, I turned the coverage on and like, I'm pretty sure I checked the weather in Brisbane and it was supposed to be sunny. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just dreamt it. But then, and there was literally cats and dogs. I'm thinking this sucks. Cause then I thought it's going to ruin the game after where I had luckily Brown did what he did, but I had uh, a fair few players in that one as well. So anyway, that's this season. Yeah, yeah, it's no good at all. Uh, anyway, there's still plenty to talk through. There's still a long way to go. We can't forget that. It's round 10. We're, ju- we're, o- we're only just gone past the one-third of the season mark. I don't know if that's more exciting or depressing, but um, we've got, we got, we got to get on with it here at the Pod Pod. We did mention, though, seeing all these other um, uh, Supercoach content creators and uh, podcasters up having a great time up there, the Pod Pod needs to make its debut next year at the at the magic round. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Dan, are you going to come from London? I mean, I would love to. <laughs> it would be great. It's a, it's a long trip just for, just for a weekend of footy. I think maybe if I'm, if I'm top 50 super coach, I might, I might make the, make the track over. But if I'm, if I'm 5,000 plus again, I think, I think I'll leave you to it, but it certainly looks like a great, a great weekend. Seeing all those pictures of all the super coach um, community, like it's, I don't know, like it, <laughs> I think Chews would be Chews would be the big draw card. Some good looking roosters. It's some good looking roosters amongst the amongst the bunch. So I'm, I hope everyone had a good time up there. <laughs> uh, I, I noticed. I do have to give a call out. He looks like a good. He seems like a very good bloke. The super coach spy. He was really enjoying himself <laughs> across <laughs> the different forms of social. Uh, him. Um, all right. Let's uh, quick uh, quick update on the pod pod group. Uh, We've got a new leader. So the coach of the elite, Sam, has dropped to second now. And Sean Bright, he's up to 57th overall. Uh, he's taken the lead in the Pod Pod Chairman's Group, which is, of course, the prize of uh, day out at Randwick Races in the Chairman's Lounge and uh, Game of Golf at the Lakes. So uh, Mick, a uh, good friend of the pod, uh, doing really well this year. Um, I know he's getting a bit frustrated by a few moves as well, but um, he dodged Moses, so that's that's the most important one for him for the week. Um we're going to give an update on Queenstown next week. We haven't done our sums, um, but rest assured, Chris and Chris and John, I were still well, well ahead there, and me and Dan are well, well, well behind. <laughs> <laughs> Tubes did all right this week, I'm pretty sure, and so did Jono. So they, they, I think they had a good week, um, and might be, uh, yeah, helping their respective teams jump up the rankings. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get straight into the analysis then. So we'll start off with Hooker as per usual. Dan, uh, uh, someone you were keen on last week. Hooker's Hooker's getting real open as we kind of figuring out who to partner with. Harry Grant. There's a few problems there. People who owned Wade Egan. People who'd owned uh, Reed Marnie, and of course, uh, Sonny Luke. Sonny Luke still sitting there in my team. Um, one guy you were keen on last week, Dan, who ended up not starting, unfortunately, was Wade Egan. Is he still on your radar for round thirteen? Yeah, definitely still on there. I think. Uh... 
he still looks good. He got 60 minutes on the weekend, 46 points against the Panthers. I, I mean, I'd take that. Um, 38 in, in pure base, so still looks a great option for 13. He's got a break even of 57 this week, so he can hold because they hold on trading him in. They've got a buy in round 12. But I certainly will be very tempted to trade out Sonny Luke and go up to Egan. It's just whether you get the, get the cash to do it or not. Surely a Reese Robson or Jerry Marshall King, though, is ahead of Egan. Um, but is that just a price thing? Given Freddie Lussick is still on the bench, like I'm not sure Egan can be an option. It's definitely a price thing against Jeremy Marshall King. Uh, Robson, as we'll probably talk about, is, is, is also a good option. So I think it's those two at the prices at the moment. Uh, if you're looking for a hooker this week, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be picking up Egan, but uh, certainly an option for that round 13 pickup. Chris, Robson is someone you've been pretty keen on for most of the year. He hasn't quite got it done just yet. Um, and the Cowboys not going that well hasn't helped him. He's, he's kind of picked up a little bit the last three weeks. He had a try three weeks ago. But I don't know. There's still the, – the main favourable thing for me in his, in his um, locker is that he plays those key buy rounds, 13, 14, and 16. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Robson at this stage in the season? Yeah, look, he's probably like like Dan said. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a trade or hooker this week, it's probably Robson. Um, you know that three round average is sixty two. So you know what he hasn't. He's like his year year to date average is fifty nine point eight. So while it hasn't been the output everyone wanted, it's also not that bad. And with that buy coverage, I still think he's an option. I'll still be looking at him. It's just it doesn't really excite you. It feels a bit Trent Liero, a bit meat and potatoes. Um, it's it's a hard one. Um, Dan, you got something to add on, on Reese Boy? No, no, I think you're exactly right. It's hard to spend 300K to go up to Reese Robson if he's just getting 50s. Like maybe maybe a cross switch from, from Cheese, who's a bit busted. Um, I wouldn't be – people are probably looking at trading out um, Reed Marnie as well, perhaps, at 530K. Definitely not a, not a buy option, I don't think. But he play Rebani plays the big buy rounds of 14, 16, and 19, uh, which is really, really handy. It's thinking longer term than the third round 13. So I think if you've got him, he's probably a hold for now just because of the, the lack of other options there. Would you be buying him? I had a quick look because just for, for cash flow with my team, like I probably I can't afford Robson with some other trades. Uh Certainly got two good games coming up. He relies heavily on attacking stacks. Uh, but Panth- uh, Bulldogs are strengthening up their pack now, so he could he could be getting them. Uh, I, I I think it's a it's a tough one, and probably for me going up two hundred and fifty plus k from Sunny Luke, it's just a bit too much for me. I think for Reed, you just got to hope that he doesn't get any attacking stats in the next couple of weeks, and then he might be a solid round fourteen. Um, before we get to a little bit of strategy on hooker, because I've got a couple of thoughts, I'd be keen to pick your guys' brain on. Jaden Sullivan came on the radar this week in a big way um, with an 83, which included two tries. He's available at hooker and 5'8". If he were to start this week, Chris, um, would you give him some consideration given that then maybe that's the day he's won that spot? Um, he hasn't been named. He's been named in Jersey 14 again, but he's 381K, He's probably a bit more of a palatable option to go across from Sonny Luke. 
I can understand the appeal of um, Sullivan. I um, I just couldn't have him. Um, you know, eighty odd with with two um, line break tries. So you know, there's half his points. I'm yeah, I, I couldn't do it, but I, I wouldn't talk anyone out of it because he's going to make some cash. He's going to play um, a couple of the uh, definitely thirteen. So he's and he and he's dual. So I can understand the appeal, but not not one I'm looking at at all. Sullivan too. So in in his three. Prior games, he scored 21, 48, and 34, so not that exciting. He's got an 83. Um, they've got a handy little draw over this next period. So he, I think he'd be a three-round pickup if he was to play. And then you, you might look to go Sullivan to Marnie for about the same price. Dan, is that viable, do you think? Mm, is is the reason he's at 14, is, is Amone injured? I don't know. Or Amone's, I'm sorry, Amone's there, isn't he? Yeah, Amone's six, yeah. So I think Little's little. gone out of the rotation. So and they're moving um oh, Ben Hunt to hooker for a maybe, while. Maybe so, they just don't yeah. maybe maybe Ben Hunt just has got in his contract that he's got to have the seven on his back. Yeah. It just <laughs> sounds a bit it just sounds a bit risky with with hook on the tender hooks. Uh just doing doing some doing some weird stuffs with rotations. He's feeling the pressure. I'm just not sure. It's a bit risky. I can pick yep. up I can pick up a number 14. Even if he does look like he's getting sort of 50 minutes this week, it's still a little bit risky. And if he you want him for that round 13 number, that's that's what you're looking for. And it, it could be 20 minutes off the bench or it could be off out of the team at all. So I'd want a, a want a little bit more security. Uh given that he's not cheapy price either 370k you'd say he's probably just over that yeah yeah for sure um one strategy i'm probably going to go with is i'm just getting nor hooker for round 13 so i'm just going to hold sunny luke till then and then if someone from round 14 onwards pops their head up as an option um or if harry doesn't play that's probably the big one for round 14 if he doesn't back up from origin um i'm probably just going to hold my um hold my lollies at hooker and, and just kind of ignore it. Sonny Luke is a bit of an AE problem, but other than that, you know, it's not not too much. But the, the, the options just don't excite me, Dan. Can he, can he come good, Sonny Luke? Oh, there's a world where he does, um, but just from what we've seen, uh, the coach just doesn't seem to trust him with the big minutes at the moment. I'm, yeah, I mean, he looks he looks electric, but he does make some very poor options. So from a, from a real rugby league perspective... He he throws some some worrying balls, so I think it just just hasn't developed the confidence uh, that we thought he might early early season. Yep. So he's two hundred and fifty k though. So all he needs is two good games, couple of tries, and he's making you a hundred k. So I mean, I'm just going to hold, same as you, probably keep him for that round thirteen, round fourteen. If he if if Harry doesn't back up. He's maybe a trade out then, but it, he does play the round sixteen by as well, so it's not looking good. But I think at two hundred and fifty k, it's probably just worth holding in there and and copying the copying the AE. Reed Marnie does interest me. Like now that you've mentioned him, if he's around that five hundred k and play from round fourteen on, and he plays those big buy rounds, like I think that's that's a. Uh, that's the option. I like between him and Reese Robson. There's not there's not a lot between them, so. Um, the cows have that good, good, good run. So I think, yeah, it's either it's either uh, Robson or Bust for me at this point. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler, the juggler's come out at Brookie. 
Um, front row forward. So a bit going on in front row all of a sudden. Um, the big Canberra boys up front, the jewels, and they're all jewels, hey, all these front rowers. Um, Jack DeBellin looking good, big minutes, even though named it prop. Did he play 80? 75, I believe. It's pretty good going in the front row. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, the Canberra guys, Horsburgh and, ha- and Tarpany. Tarpany starting to look a little bit more electric. Uh, Horsburgh, big minutes, and Ricky, like Ricky's talking about big time for origin. Chris, um, can like I feel like this is a weekly debate at the moment, but can Horsburgh play origin? Is this like this? I feel like this is swelling. Look, I actually, like, was it two years ago when he really hurt himself and he was probably in the frame? Uh, maybe 2020, that end of end of season origin, he, he might have been in the frame and he, and he hurt his hurt his ankle or uh, he got a bad injury anyway. I reckon if he doesn't get injured there, he plays and, he's, and he holds a spot for three years. So I reckon that injury is really cost him because at the moment they've got depth in the forward pack coming out of their wazoo, the Queenslanders. So, uh, look, I don't think it really matters how good he's playing. I just think he's got too many blokes in front of him at the moment. Um, I know Ricky's pushing hard, but, yeah. I think he's more likely though now than he was two weeks ago. I agree. You know, so like this yeah. is this is as we kind of uh, get closer towards round thirteen, we have more information. Yeah, which leads to the question, Dan: Is he still a buy at that price? Given him, given he, like, let's say he's, I reckon he's probably like a twenty-five percent chance to play Origin. Yeah, I don't think at the price he's a buy now. I think he's done. That was um, it last week. That was it last week for sure. You, you're not expecting him to get attacking stats every week. Maybe like one in. Four, you'd be happy with, I think. So nearly 600K, I think his base, you know, around that sort of 55 to 65 is what you're what you're expecting. And I think he's been a he's proven to be a good pickup, same as Jack DeBellet. Yeah. But they're both probably their price now where you're not really getting much value. Yeah. And I don't know, I just I just don't like seeing too many high price front row forwards in my team. Yeah. I think a bit like we, we were discussing before, like you want some of these dual guys, which is great, but you want one of them at least in your second row forward so you can flip between them. Having three dual front row forwards in your front row forward rotation, it just it just doesn't look right. I think uh, so. You know, I've I've got. Um, I'm hoping he plays Origin, and I'm hoping Tom Gilbert makes way for him, so Gilbert gets the round place round thirteen, uh, which I think could definitely be definitely happen. Uh, Queensland just do that pick and stick kind of stuff. Like if you base it on form, like I think Horsburgh is even in front of Welsh, but uh, oh, I, I think everyone's everyone's it, ahead of Welsh on form. You know, yeah. So, but he'll definitely be there, as you said. Welsh will be Welsh will be starting prop probably. Yeah. Uh, and so, couple of the couple of the young guns, I guess. Like the other one is um, the front row forward from the Cowboys, Cotter. Killed it now, Super Coach Ruben Cotter. Yeah, he'll. I think he's he's yeah. Talk talked about as built for Origin. He'll be there, I think, and I think he's in front of Horsburgh. So pretty stacked. But I wouldn't be touching Horsburgh now at nearly six hundred k. I think just let him go. Same boat for JDB. Yeah, I think I, I if I had to choose one of them, I'd probably lean to JDB. One much less Origin risk, and he looks like his fitness is coming right back. He can play eighty minutes and keep his keep his base stats going well. Yeah. Uh, again, probably not expecting those attacking stats like he got on the weekend, but you, you'll take him every chance you get. And front row forward, who's averaging you know sixty plus, is is great at at six hundred k. Yeah, he's a keeper in my opinion for the year. 
lock him away. Um, I think he could still be a buyer. Uh, I actually prefer someone else this week, though, Chris. Uh, a young up-and-come upstart uh, lock forward who plays in the front row forward for Supercoach from the Warriors, Tohu Harris. Uh, he's 582K now, and uh, he he was back right back to his best with a 96 on the weekend. Yeah, look, I'm I'm all over Tohu this week. I'm finally getting Christian Welsh out of the side and bringing in Tohu. Um, that's that's lock it away. That's a trade I'm making. This is what I I, I planned it all along, Chris. I knew you'd you'd need this moment rather than get <laughs> Payne Haas early early in the season. I said hold on because you might need to get Tohu closer to the buy. So. I'm glad I talked you. I'm glad I talked you into holding Welsh and not getting paid Arsenal the way back when. <laughs> Thanks, Dean. I'm just really looking forward to getting Tohu in this week. Um, yeah, he they they do have the buy next week, which is probably worrisome worrisome for myself because I've still got Uto there, so he might have to come in. But also, I think Nico plays Saturday afternoon um, against the Knights, so there could be a VC option, and I could just leave leave the captaincy on Tohu. But yeah, bring in. Bring in Tohu if you can, especially if you've got a Welsh. Um, that's what I. That's what I'm doing, and yeah, I couldn't do it quick enough. Yeah, I'm sick. Like I just don't know what's really up with Welsh. Like he's not. His minutes are down, and um, and he's not offloading, which is basically the reason you want him. You want him for those 55 minutes and sort of one to two offloads per game, and we just haven't been seeing it whatsoever. Um, yeah, uh, Tohu looked really back though, Dan. I just want to just get your thoughts one one quick one on him. He's he had sixty six in base on the weekend, um, which is back to his normal sort of. He had seventy six and seventy two in the first two games in base. Um, that MCL injury, I think he had, is that still a concern? Or you you sort of warned people off him previously, which was right. Um, but is that sort of is he through that now? Do you think? Yeah, it's. Uh, who knows? I think it's still a bit volatile, and and the reason why I am likely to trade him in, unlikely to trade him in this week, is I I think if he goes down this week, you're in big trouble. So if he gets through this game, he has a say, he gets eighty an eighty point score. He goes up maybe twenty to thirty k. They then if he gets through fully fit, he's got a buy next week. They're putting him on ice. You know he's going to be good for round thirteen. This week, if he goes down, you're in big trouble there. It's a it's a two trade uh, flip you've got to do. So it, it's tough. I in terms of his injury, if it's just an MCL sprain, that's fine. Right. I think that I think they were a little bit, you know, a little bit shaky in terms of like how they were describing his injury early on. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure what he's going was going on there. Coming off an ACL last year. There might be more than just an MCL sprain that's that's doing this. So I think there is a slight risk still. And I'm probably just gonna cop it, keeping Christian Welsh this week. Hopefully he does something, anything. I'll take 50, 50 to 55 points, maybe cop the 25 point hit just for less risk, uh, in case Tohu goes down and then definitely bring in Tohu in for round 13 if he's fit. So I've just traded Tohu to Debellin in my updated trades for the week just to see what that looks like. I can afford it. Uh, do you have Debellin, Dan? No. No, yeah. I've got I've got uh, Gilbert, who's on the buy this week, Christian Welsh, and Tapané. Right. So you still see Harris over Debellin as the as the, the appropriate round 13 option, though, just given Harris has yes. got a generally bigger ceiling and more likely to get attacking stats. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Much better pedigree. And also the Warriors – 
basically have shown he's going to play 80. I think, you know, change of coach at St. George, change of role, DeBellin potentially changes minutes. I don't think, like he can be a guy playing 60 for sure, but I think 80 minutes, it, it might change with a different different rotation. Okay, that's interesting. I'm, I might call my Jets then just for this week on Harris because um, I don't need to make that trade. I've got Horsburgh and uh, Tarpity in the front row already, so maybe yeah. give it at that week. Um, like, it, it, well, worst case, he gets 100 this week. Um, absolute worst case. So he gets an attacking stat. He gets his usual base. Yeah. And then and doesn't uh, get injured. He's 50, and he doesn't get injured and he's 50 grand more. I then think, they have the buy. Know, then they have the buy. So you can kind of plan and target because his price isn't changing. So you can kind of plan your trades around next week. There's also, you know, the house, big Val Meninga coming in. So people will be freeing in a lot of cash next week, yep. if not this week. Uh, so I think there'll be enough cash to get him in. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's um, I hadn't thought too much about that, so that's that. I think I'm gonna have to go with that. But that that's gonna see. I'm that's yeah, that throws a bit of a spanner in my trades, but it's exciting. Uh, anything else to touch on a front row? What about these premium options, Chris? Um, Payne Haas and Fanuel Blake, just quickly. Oh, Payne Haas. Look, he had a lower lower than expected week last last week, but you'd love to buy him. He's fantastic. Everything's just wonderful, and um. Can't buy him. Can't buy him. Not now, due to Origin and um, and yeah, uh, and AFB. Um, he's he's killing it. He, a couple of attacking stats in there, but he's just been phenomenal. So uh, again, I I couldn't buy him, but uh, wish I had him a few weeks ago. Yeah, he's been fantastic. He's gone. Yep. All right. Let's move on to second row forward now. Uh, couple of it's a it's really barren the second row forward this year. Um. I'm I'm kind of happy. I've got Dave Fafita in there. Zach Hoskins doing a job. Jacob Preston, who I held, fortunately doing a job as well. Um, but beyond that, I, I thought we could talk about some pods here, guys. So first one off the rank, and I believe you're going to touch on him as your pod of the week, Chris, is uh, Hudson Young from the Canberra Raiders. Yes, Hudson Young from the Raiders. Uh, I think he got a 78 or something around that mark on the weekend. He plays around 13 by. I'm a big fan of him. Um, at, at Probably at different times he might have been mentioned for Origin, but I don't think that's going to eventuate this year. No way. Um, no, no. Too many in front. Uh, even though we are a bit barren in the back row, I don't think we're that barren. But um, he's um, – yeah, I'm I'm seriously looking at him definitely for that round 13 buy. Because like you say, there's not, a, there's not a great deal of options outside. And I've already got a couple of Parramatta players, so I don't want to stack too many – too many eels in there because they got the 14 by. But, yeah, I, I, I like Hudson Young. I've always liked Hudson Young. He, pa- he passes the eye test for me. There's a bit of crap in him too. I sort of enjoy watching him. Yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think he's that well liked around the league. <laughs> not, Mr. Not, not, Mr. Po- not Mr. Popular. Uh, Dan, someone who was coming onto the radar because of that good buy schedule, um, but he sort of he misfired a little bit on the weekend. He only got 50-odd minutes. Heal and Lukey from the Cowboys. He's probably a wait and see now, isn't he? Until round thirteen. Yeah, he is. Unless you're unless you're really feeling the pinch of holding, say Murray or something like that, and you need some need some cash. But oh, it's it's a tough one. I think just wait. If he goes well this week, he's still under five hundred k. Then you pick him up for thirteen, fourteen, and sixteen. So I'd I'd wait with a with a twenty seven in his rolling average this week. That'll be out by round thirteen as well. So he's not going up much in price. But he certainly could be an option. He only got 55 minutes on the weekend coming back from injury. 
only a fortnight ago. So could turn into an 80 minute, uh, 80 minute uh, second rower who, who is a good player. I really rate him as a, as a player when he's fit. So yeah, uh, yeah, definite round 13 option. Yeah. We'll wait and see on him. Chris, there's a guy who for the last month, um, we've said every week, ah, oh, no, he's gone now. Price is gone. Can't get him in. And he's just gone bang, bang. And he's not on the run sheet, but his name's Connolly Lemu Elu from the Dolphins. 604,000 dual second row center. Um, he's got another. Not even like, playing this week. Got another manageable BE. Ah, oh, that's why he's not on the run sheet. I just saw him there. <laughs> anyway, oh, look, I, I yeah, because he yeah. said he has been the surprise package no, of the look, season. Look, we, we, he's been brought up. Let's chat to him. I um like again, big time. I think he's already made something like three hundred k. Still got a negative BE. Um, they play the they play the buy round. He's probably not a trading target no. this week, but <laughs> you know, um, they've got they, they they do they do play they do play thirteen. They play the Dragons in thirteen. Whether that's a, a good thing, bad thing, I don't know. But oh. I like help me it's out. It's a good thing. Lemuel, Lemuel. Yeah, we need tubes. Actually, we need tubes. We need tubes back to talk about Lemuel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a former part of the Same week. Same for as well. Um, <laughs> look, Dan, you've stitched me up there, but that's all right. Um, let's let's finish out uh, second row with uh, Ellie Katoa from the Storm. He's back on the radar. Yeah, good price. You know, he was looking looking like the premium uh, second row forward early days. A uh, few few down down games, a, a head knock, a uh, couple little niggles. Forty eight on the weekend when they got absolutely belted by South. I've never seen Storm play like that. That was just that was very weird. Uh, so I don't I don't see that happening every week. Uh, but he's still got a forty eight. So I think he's got plenty of attacking stats in him, and he's a great price. Uh, you could pick him up early uh, if he explodes the next two. Uh, it might be hard for people to get him in uh, for the round sixteen buy. So yep. yeah, just one to one to go on for a bit of a pod play. I think is pick up Ellie Kotoa at under five hundred k. There's one guy who's who's a little bit tricky. Um, who one of the most popular players of the season, Jermaine Hopgood. He's now six hundred and seven k with a B of nineteen. He only played fifty seven minutes on the weekend. Um, I'm probably going to be happy to just let him go for now and consider him as a round thirteen pickup. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that. Those minutes are too low to consider him now at his price. Um, Dan, can I just get a, a thumbs up on that? On that thought? Yeah, definitely, definitely wait. Uh, particularly if you've got a fair few power players in your team, because if Ryan Madison doesn't get picked up for Origin, uh, he'll be a great purchase round thirteen. So, yep. and then the trouble is just we've said it all before. You carry too many power. Knights, manly players, you're just in big trouble for round 14. So I'd 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 leave Hopgood, and if if Matto gets gets the chance to play round 13, I'll be picking him up. Matto only had 52 minutes as well. Like Arthur's just playing funny buggers. I don't like it. It's hurting yeah. my feelings. How, how many minutes did Andrew Davy play? Did he play the full stint? Yeah, because he seemed like he was. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> it's the different of co- different of coaches, right? So round. Sir, he played sixty. He played sixty-four minutes. Serraldo, mm. he can't even get in the squad, and then Brad Arthur puts him straight in to a to a packed second row forward position already, and he and he plays. Got a try to be fair, but it was just backing up the the brilliant performance of Dylan Brown. Yeah, he did some good backing up. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Let's push on. Uh, halfback. Now, Dan, we were talking pre-pod about how good your halves are, so how bad the rest of your team must be. But um, <laughs> Cleary and Nico, um, look, let's start with Cleary. Uh, those who held were handsomely rewarded. Um, the uh, the unicorns and I don't know who's scoring, but how the hell he kept that Dylan Edwards try assist, I'll never know. After running two metres, then passing for Edwards to put on a little show and get over the line. Um, look, it's, it's worked out. Um, I, who's still, you still own him, Dan, of course. So look, throwing to you, are you just gonna, are you just gonna hold Cleary through now? Now that he's got this score back and he's, he's not going to lose cash. Well, yeah. The thing is, I'm not worried about his, the cash for Cleary. Say post origin, he's getting rested first game. Uh, there's some injury cloud about him. I think that's the reason to trade him out. I don't. I don't think the price should really drive you at the moment. Yeah. As we saw from last week, you can say it in hindsight, but um, yeah, I think he's just going to get the unicorn points. He's going to score well. He's going to be a ninety plus averager for the year. Just just leave him in your team unless things are looking bad from a from a resting point of view or an injury point of view. Chris. Um- Oh, let's just get Mitch Moses out of the way. We spoke at the start. Um, I think you just have to hold him. I own him just through to round 13 now and then make a reassessment after that. Yeah, I think that's probably a sensible play. Um, oh, his break even's like only 48 when he comes back because he's you know out this week hurts, but having that that amount on the on on the pine isn't ideal. But he's gonna play, he's gonna play 13. You just hope he turns one on there and it's yeah, and it doesn't uh, become a disaster. It's worth noting as well, particularly to you, the podfather out there, that this this trade isn't over yet. Like, there's a long way to go. This is a this was a ten round trade for Mitch Moses um, with his with his buy coverage and his draw. Like, he can still win this trade. I'm putting up. Um, yeah, I, I look. It's unlikely, but it's it's in the range of outcomes. Two, first two rounds, you owe it. Uh, you vote. You'll, you'll, he'll be averaging eight and a half per game for the I first like, two I rounds. I just, I hate, so, I hate watching Mitch Moses play football. I hate it. The way he like, you're, you're supposed to enjoy Super Coach as well, Matt. You, well, this, I know. Is, this is a big like, thing when you when like, you come in like, twenty thousandth or something. You need to enjoy the games. You need yeah. to enjoy the players you're watching. Like I needed, get him out. Self inflicting more, <laughs> self inflicting more pain. <laughs> There's honestly, yeah. there's no one to trade him to. Who do you trade him to? I got one. I got yeah. one. Yeah. Who? SJ. Sean Johnson. Where all is? That's 80K, 80K cheaper. Playing the Bulldogs this week. Got a 70 against the against yeah. the Panthers. Uh, they play round 13 and they've got a good round, good round 14, 15, uh, after that, I think as well. So they got Broncos round thirteen, and they got Dolphins, Raiders fourteen fifteen, followed by the Dragons in seventeen. So good little run. SJ's back, definitely back uh, this year. Six hundred k. I could, I could, I could see picking him up now. Uh, if if you're in trouble with Moses, that is. I uh, but he doesn't play next week. Moses does. I don't hate that. I don't well, hate that. I don't that's think not, that's worth a trade. I think if you've got Moses, mm. you just keep him. I've, I've, um, as I as I said earlier in the pod, you just got to keep him. Uh, if you're looking to get him out and enjoy your rugby league again, yeah. pick up pick up SJ. 
look, let me let me talk a sec on Nico Hines because I've had a I've had another uh, another uh, mad scientist moment just pre pod here. Now, obviously, last week I traded out Cleary, and now I want to just chat about the case to sell uh, young Nicholas Hines in a couple of weeks. Um, so Sharks have got another couple of good games coming up. Manly this weekend, who have been leaking like a sieve, um, followed up by Chris. Help me out. Who have they got the week after at home at uh, Newcastle in Coffs? Newcastle. They play Newcastle, but it's a Coffs. It's a it's a Coffs. Yeah. That's all right. That'll be a real fast ground, I would have thought. Um, plenty of points. Now, following that, they've got the buy around 13, um, and then they have the buy in round 17, which is not an origin week. Now, if Nico gets picked for origin, that means he misses round 13, buy, round 16 um, against the Bulldogs, and round 17 with a buy. So he'll only play two games out of the five rounds between 13 and 17. Um, and those two games against the Broncos and the Storm, one at home, one away. Now, you could flip Nico to a Cody Walker or someone, some other gun who has fantastic buy coverage um, in that period. And then if he backs up against the Dragons in round 18, you can bring him in back in for that game at a price. He's actually going to lose some cash over the next couple of weeks, but um, given he only scored 40 on the weekend. Uh a question for both of you. I'll start with you, Chris. Is that like viable and could you consider out trading yeah, um, the wet prints? Look, you, you you put forward a pretty good case. Um, I didn't. I haven't even entertained the idea till till that. Oh, look, I, it's still not for me, um, but that makes complete sense. Like the, there is some method behind your madness there. Like he's only going to play – and look, this is all presuming he gets selected. Like Freddie is the coach. Um, you know, he's a big chance of not picking the best player on form in the game. So, uh, I'm, I'm uh, I wouldn't be doing it, but that's that's um, he'd be 18th man at at worst, surely. Yeah, geez, that'd be filthy, Cronulla, if he was 18th man around 16. <laughs> right, moving then on to 5 8. I think I've made my Nico case. We've got two weeks to think about it, so don't get too carried away for now. Um, 5 8, Cody Walker, what more can you say? What a purchase he's been for. Um, for owners over the last month or six weeks. Uh, I think he's still a buy at 799K. Um, ICAT, Isaiah Katoa, Dan, um, what are we doing with him? We're just sort of, he's, he's kind of just bobbing up with his 50s every now and again. Uh, I think just given the, the premium's position, you've got to move him on. Um, if you don't have Brown or Cody Walker, uh, you've got to get one of them at least. If you can have the opportunity to get both of them for round 13, get both of them. So, you know, South have got Tigers this week, Para next week, and then their run is just a dream for that 13, 14, 15. So, yeah, you, you, I think you need one, if not both of them. Katoa's doing a job right now. He's still making a little bit of cash. Uh, I think his break-even's still low, 26, so might still make you 20 grand. It's just... Do you want to miss out on Cody Walker's, you know, 100-plus points if you think he's going to go well this week? So I think if you can trade him up, do it. Yeah, I think it's very team-dependent um, as to how you need to play Gatoa. I'm just going to hold him for now. If I have to trade him before the buys, I'll have no problem in doing so. Cody Walker's definitely on my radar. I'm already a Brown owner. Uh, Chris, speaking of Dylan Brown, what a marvellous player he is. I love watching him. Oh, on the he was... 
He was the best individual player in Magic Round for mine. That's very biased because he was in my super coach team and I rode every moment with him. But uh, he was fantastic on the weekend. Um, and he's just starting, like, just starting to, you know, demand the ball and they're yep. finding him. And he's, he's got that run first attitude back, which I'm just loving. Um, he's been fantastic last couple of weeks. Been so good to watch. Yep. And they got that good run still. So um, I think he's, I think he's the number one seed. Still for round thirteen at five eight ahead of Cody, especially at their prices. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, get him in. Uh, get him in this week if you, if you don't have him. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get. That's a quick one at five eight, but I think we've got plenty to chat about at centre wing now. Uh, again, they're not playing this week, but uh, Valence Tafare, aka Val Meninga, aka Valence the House. Literal translation: Valence the House. Who is this monster of a? Man, Chris, man, how good is it? Did you watch the Did you watch the Dolphins documentary on Stan? I've watched the first episode. I haven't seen. Oh yeah, he was he featured he featured in that, and it's a really good story. He basically came over from rugby union background, started doing the groundskeeping. They picked him up. He played Queensland Cup last year. Got Queensland Cup Player of the Year, and and we saw why on the weekend. He's just a wrecking ball. He was phenomenal. Matt Moylan will still be having nightmares about him. That was great. Did he get? He got. He got Queensland Cup Player of the Year for the whole comp. He's a unit. He's like a. He's like a. He's. A- yeah, I believe he did. <laughs> <laughs> Might need to be fact <laughs> He's a, he's the new Con- Conrad Hurrell, isn't he? So, and we know Supercoach wise, it's if if you've got to fit Conrad Hurrell, like he was, he was the center to have. So he'll he'll break tackles. He'll score tries. He he could be anything. So, and you know, Supercoach is absolutely licking their lips. At 200k, it's just, I can see why people were bringing him now to free up cash because they're like, this guy's going to be a superstar. So the only the only risk is, I think we spoke about a pre pod a little bit, Matty is is does he get dropped when they've got two fully fit Brinko Lee and um, Ewan Aiken? Yeah, well, Ewan is apparently injured, which I didn't realise. Um, so he's done his hammy apparently. So Brinko Wayne loves Brinko, like loves him. He always picks him. So I would tread very, very carefully in per, in bringing him in this week. Like just to, just until we know a bit more about you and Aiken's injury. Um, I mean, it should be all right. You should be safe. And if you if if he's your only downgrade option, then it's probably okay. But just like buyer beware that I'd probably want to see him on a team sheet before I brought him in. Chris, I know you were thinking about this week. Yeah, I was having a quick look at it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, there's a lot up in the air um, with that Dolphins, um, with those Dolphins centers. Just I quickly fact checked. He got Queensland Cup Center of the Year last year, so I might have gone a bit overboard, but still, not too bad. Um, anyway, it's, he's he's going to have a fun career, whatever happens. I mean, he'll be in Super, he'll be in Super League in three years' time, but that's not that doesn't not 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 the point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll enjoy, enjoy it. We'll enjoy the ride. We will enjoy the ride. I feel like this is going to be a really well-trodden path. It's going to be uh, Dolphins, uh, then he'll go to the Titans, and then he'll be at Leeds. And uh, um, <laughs> Let's get on to some of the guys who are playing this week. And, uh, Dan, we've got a few premium options to go to, and one that I'm currently bringing in, I've been, I've been waiting for this week for a while, had it planned out, is Alex Johnston from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, he got a double on the weekend. Um their their attack is really razor sharp at the moment. And uh, he prior to the weekend, he'd actually only scored three tries, I believe, and he'd had 11 line breaks though. Um, 
so that to me says that he's he's they're still looking for him, but it just hasn't kind of worked out getting over the stripe. With South's run, it's pretty hard to see him not having a, at least a couple of big tons over the period. Yeah, you you need to get him in prior to round thirteen. I think that it's just such a good run. He's got a break even of in the seventies this week. Yep. If you can somehow get him beat against the Tigers, that would be great. I unfortunately I was hoping he'd go a bit low against the Storm on the weekend. I'm just a little bit short of cash to bring him and Garrick and Tohu in. Um, and so, but I may be skipping on Tohu and bringing in Garrick and Garrick and AJ. So I think they're both ready and ripe for the pickup. Uh, I, if the, the the thing I'm struggling with is who I pick up first out of AJ, out of Garrick. Uh, yep. That's that's a real tough one for me this week. Yeah, speaking of Garrick, Chris, um, I'm an owner and – he did all right on the weekend, got an 80 somehow. Um, three three dubious line breaks, I think. Yeah. Maybe one or two definites, but one he just ran down the side, got tackled by the winger. Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> all definites. All definites as an owner. <laughs> um, he's obviously been fairly underwhelming, but he, he's, uh, have you got the signs that you want from uh, Garrick that he's going to be a good uh, buy period own? Yeah, look, I've got a bit scared there around the, the HIA and a couple of low scores and Manly's form. But, you know, if they can get to 70% of what I think they're capable of, he's a, he's a must-have. He, he can go really, really big. Um, he's, he's got the goal kicking there. And, oh, look, oh, yeah, I'm a Garrett owner. He hasn't quite been what I hoped, but, you know, he, I, I think he will be. Yeah, I think his floor on the wing is, is safer than AJ's. Um, I'd probably be prioritising yeah. over him over AJ, Dan. This would be my. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards at the moment and, and just hoping that AJ doesn't get a double against the Tigers. Like I'll take anything under 70 right now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping for four four tries for AJ. Just go, go yep. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the other one I'm considering who's, who's significantly more expensive, I've liked him a lot and I think he can go well uh, for the rest of the year and he's basically lock away centre wing is Lockie Miller. Yep. So very, very much considering getting him over AJ this week. Right. Uh, I just just think they've got a good good game this week against the Titans. I think, you know, if he tons up, people will be rushing to get him in at over 700K potentially. Uh, and it's just, it's just tough to get in. They do have the Sharks round 12, uh, which we've seen Sharkies can leak points. Um, so I, I don't think that's too bad for him. And then he plays the big round 13 against an, against a turbo-less, against a cherry-less, against a big Ola-less manly side. So I think he's got a great run. He's got the goal kicking. He's just a tackle bus machine. I think you could you could get ahead of people early and bring him in this week. Yeah, you, you are talking me into it. And I do, I've got a, I've got a Stephen Crichton-sized hole that I want to fill in my back line. Um, and they're the same price this week, but it would be for my final. But actually, you know, maybe if I don't do Tohu, I can do that trade instead. Interesting. I'll have a think about maybe it. Maybe that's that's been the problem this year. Maybe maybe I've been convincing you into these trades, Matt. <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever you and I are doing, really we're, we're doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, look, I, I think it is worth. And you meant you like Chris. You're not. I'm, I'm in a side chat with Dan that you're not in. We don't. We didn't invite you. Um, <laughs> and. Um, and Dan was just lamenting that he just can't do anything right in Supercoach. It's, it, this is our more like one where we go have a big cry and, you know, get a bit emotional. But Dan was, Dan <laughs> was just a l- lamenting that 
nothing's everything he <laughs> seems to do is just the wrong move and can't get anything right and blah blah blah. And, um, I look, no, no, I, I just, I just, oh, but you do look, have to remind yourself in this game because oh, you'll go crazy otherwise. There is so much luck involved, like so much. Um, just because your move doesn't come off, like the Moses one on the weekend, Cleary gets 120, Moses gets 17. You know that can happen, but you know, is it in the like the probable range of outcomes? No, but it, it happens. So, like it's 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 it doesn't mean that your decision making process was bad, and you have to trust that if you put the work in and, and looked at the numbers, looked at the facts, and try to consider it from all angles. Um, you have you're you're open to variance and you're open to the outcome not being a good one. So it's it's um you know it's a bit of a mind, you know what? But um yeah, it's a tough game, Supercoach, and you got to you got to stick strong and just realize that you you're at the you're at the mercy of uh, the Supercoach gods most of the time. Yeah, thanks, Maddie. Couldn't it. couldn't put that in a WhatsApp message. I understand now. So yeah, yeah. You know, just nice little therapy session. This, this pod pod. Um, look, I think about it a lot, so um, especially, <laughs> especially, this, especially this year. Um, Chris, there's a couple of guys who are, are cheapies who have done okay for us, but look, let's 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 be honest, they're floundering. Uh, uh, Sonny Taruva and uh, and Will Warbrick, are, are they on the chopping block for you? I think I think they're pretty easy moves on if you've got people to trade in for. Yep, definitely. Um, oh, look, I got rid of Warbrick a couple of weeks ago. You haven't even thought about it since, so that's obviously a good thing. I'm holding Taruva for the moment. Something There's something there. I don't know what it is. Um, and, you know, he's dropped the ball over the line in each of his last two games. So the outcome could have been very different there. So I'm holding for a while, but I can definitely understand why he's on the chopping block for most coaches. Is it so mm. that when he scores a try, if we both own him, that I can send through the Taruva Jamaica song again? <laughs> <laughs> that, Good. That's up there it's, for more reasons. It's for what, Eleven <laughs> rounds we've we've waited for him to to go. One, he's only scored in one round. He scored that double against the Raiders, and that was one of his. He got a terrible score that game as well. No. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't great. Mm. Yeah. Look and look. We thought, ah, oh, Tago's injured. Yes. He'll someone to pass it to him, and then the peach turns up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peach, yeah. peach, peach said a week is going to be interesting. Like, I don't think Peach is the worst buy this week. Um, I know he went up a little bit last week. He's not available at center just yet, but he's going to be. Dan, like, I know we've spoken about him a little bit. Could you like, could you entertain Peach as a trade if it sort of fitted your trade structure this week? Yeah, definitely. A three hundred thirty k. They've got the round 16 buy, so if you're pretty covered, pretty set for 13, I think he's a definite option because he's probably going to probably gonna generate maybe 100, 150-plus in cash. Uh, so it, it just depends on your team and who you're trying to get out. So if you've got a pressing out in the second row forward at the moment, uh, you can do that. But I think he should get center wing by next week. So... I don't know if you could wait one more round and, and flip him down, but probably not. So, uh, I mean, it's it's just hard who you're getting out. So for yep. me personally, the only one I'm kind of dropping from my second row forward now is Murray, uh, and I'm, I don't think I'd go Murray down to the peak. What about what about the couch potato? Uh, it's well, sitting sideways. I think Couchman still has a chance around 13. He still has a very low break even with his try. So – Holding the couch potato, like 
you're getting you're getting PG in for cash generation and and potential cover for a buyer that's five rounds away. So, yeah, not 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 dropping that. But uh, yeah, it's certainly a downgrade option if it gives you the cash to say to go to Dylan Brown at five eight. That would that I can I can float that for sure. Right, let's get on to fullback now. Um, Dan, I think most fullbacks are pretty much just holds. Like you can't really – I don't think you can buy turbo now. If you've got him, you hold him. He looked okay, a bit better on the weekend. Teddy, same. Um, Trell Mitt, same. Uh, the one guy who's on everyone's lips is um, Ferris Bueller. Um, from there at the Tigers. <laughs> there at the Tigers. <laughs> Yeah, Bueller has gone up 82 k in one week. Um, so he's 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 rewarded those who he was the obvious trade in last week, uh, and he's rewarded buys handsomely. Can you still bring him in this week? Yeah, I think you can. Tigers have a good run. Fourteen play 14, 16, and nineteen buy rounds. It does seem a little weird. In previous years, I would have been very concerned of having a fullback like him clogging that spot up. But I feel there's enough premium fullbacks in the centre wing this year that aren't playing origin that you can get get away with it. So you can't bring in Turbo now. You can't bring in Trell. Buffo's too expensive. Like it's going to free up a huge amount of cash. Uh, I've, I brought him in last week, fortunately, with a plan to maybe flip him for round 13, but I'm potentially going to keep him now. Uh, one attacking stat and getting 60s, it's not too bad. So, uh, yeah, I think he's still a bring in for anyone that doesn't have him. And, again, to, to trade up to the guys that you know you now want for round 13. So you think he could have a bit of a day out in some of those easier games? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what uh, you try to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> could have a day out. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think he's locked, he's locked up uh, that fullback spot, hasn't he? Uh, it's fair as Bueller, it's fair as Bueller's day off, isn't it? I've completely butchered it. <laughs> <I think so>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mixed it up with baby. You made day it out. actually better. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I argue, argue it would be a better movie. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Uh, yes, I think he's got that spot wrapped up now, Dan. I think you're banging on the money. Um, he, he looks all right. Dane Laurie's dream, dream the dream. Um, who are the other options they'll play in the pullback? No, no, there's no getting like, I like it. Yeah, I'm, let's I'm copywriting that. it. I've found it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ferris Bueller's day out. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm sorry. All right, let's get in. Let's get into the, the final part of the pod now. Uh, question. Uh, sorry, part of the week. Part of the week. Um, now I'm struggling big time here, so I'm going to try and find one while you boys do. Dan, your part of the week. Yeah, part of the week this week. I, I we we discussed it pre-pod, and you we had a big debate around does he make the Origin team or not. I'm still not convinced he's there. Uh, it's a guy called Murray Talungi from the Cowboys. He uh, he is now under 500k. I think even even under 450k perhaps to just confirm that. 
but very, very cheap, 443K. They've got a very tasty draw the next two. If he plays 13 uh, against the Eels, that's that's three three games in a row with the buy coverage. They play 14, they've got 16. Uh, the only risk, small risk that he plays origin. Uh, I think I think X Coates and Cobbo have got the wing spots. Uh, potentially he's maybe an 18th man option, but I, I think I see Reese Walsh there. So Dragons, Tigers next to... We know he can go on a bit of a run like an AJ, can get doubles, can get triples. Uh, Cowboys look to have slightly turned around last week. So I think he's a definite pod option at a very cheap price compared to some of the other center wing guys. Chris, your pod of the week. Yeah, I touched on him earlier. Podson Young from the Raiders. Um, Again, um, he's been going pretty well, but... um, you know, they got Para, Manly, South, which doesn't sound great, but two of those games right. are in Canberra, and it's it's been snowing in Canberra in the last few days. So it'll be nice and cool down there for the Eels on Saturday night, I think. So, yeah, Pods and Young, get on him. My pot of the week, um, he's not around 13 option, but I, I, I he's probably more for thir- 14, but I think you could bring him in early with their run. Um, Matty Burton had a 79 on the weekend. He's 577K. Um I still think he's a good option at five eight. Um, if you you know maybe to take on your Cody Walkers, maybe not Dylan Brown, but um, yeah, that's about as good as I can do this week. I still think he's a nice price, um, and he's uh, he's really running that show entirely on his own now at the Bulldogs. Um, Tubes' mailbag uh, brought to you by Mailbag Bloodstock, as always. Uh, of course, we've got the great prize of 2.5% share in the horse, so please always send us in your question. Uh, Dan, I'm going to read out the question this week, and I'm going to get you to have a crack at answering it. Um, three games out. Uh, who, actually, who's who's come in with this question, Dan? I don't, I'm not actually too sure. Um, I think it's Jono, Jono from Punchbowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's – I think it's uh, – the the second second host that we have, John o. McGrath, uh, who uh, who's posted this. I don't think we have okay. much love on, right. the, on the Twitter theme. This week. I okay. think we forgot to kind of post what that we were doing. No, it. no, we didn't. But, yeah, no, uh, no, no, we didn't. We didn't. We're very. No, very but no, it's John o. McGrath. He's very he's very astute with his questions. Um, so, did you want to ask it? Or yeah, I'll ask it. Ask yeah, it? yeah, I'll ask it. Yeah. Three. Can I just can I just in a loop? Just to just to show how professional we are. Right. Chris That's Barry. my first question. And it came right. from Chris from Barry. All right. Let's let's look. Let's let's cut through this. Let's cut through this bullshit. All right. Now, tonight's question comes from Mark from Cronulla. And Mark's question is what is the ideal of number what is the ideal number of players um buy rounds, i.e. eleven um I eleven, then can trade up to a couple to have thirteen uh to start and to start with, then cherry pick each buy round. I have no idea what this question is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a debacle. So can I, I'll, I'll translate. I think he means would it be okay to have 11 players before round 13 that play the buy? Then you can have two to get up to the 13, the round numbers that you need, and then just kind of like be on the borderline each time for each buy. And uh, Mark, that's absolutely fine. That will be better than most if you only need to make two trades to field 13 for round 13. Uh, I think some people have overstacked those teams, so they might have 14 and 15. 
which I don't think you want. I don't think you want to be getting your best 13 out of 14 or 15 players. If, if I come to round 13 and I have 14 or 15 players playing, I'd even maybe trade to a guy that was playing some good, some good buys the week after. So, uh, and then as we talked about, I yeah, agree. We talked about last. I think fourteen. I think four. I think fourteen max. Fourteen max. And if you've got, say, a Davy Moali, a, a Couchman, a Schuster, if they're your fourteenth and fifteenth players, well, yeah, that's fine. But I, I think if you've got twelve players and then you're you're trying to get like a a cheapy that's going to score maybe thirty points, I think you could also just run with twelve guys and and have a strong strong outfit for those twelve. Thank God that's over. Jesus Christ! What a shambles! <laughs> I hope I hope you got a bit out of that, Mark, and, and some of the others who are there on the on the chat as well. Try it. I, once we got there, God, that wasn't. It was a good question. Can we just go to yeah. Jono's question because that was quite good, I thought, and it's probably a good discussion to have now. Uh, which uh, origin which are, players yep, yep. do you feel the most confident holding over that period? Who do you think are the best sells? I've obviously made it very clear that Nico Hines is a clear sell in round thirteen. <laughs> I, I, I'm confident. I have, I have, a, I have a similar a view on um, Nathan Cleary just because of the niggle. Um, I don't think he'll be backing up in fourteen, so I'd probably look to potentially sell Nathan Cleary for similar reasons. Payne Haas is a clear. Payne Haas is a hold. Yep. I, I I can see people the allure of because he's going to be a lot of cash, but I think David Fafita's if he if he makes Origin, he's probably still a hold. I'd I'd like to have him in my side. Agree, especially especially when he's the clear standout in the position. Yeah. yeah. So my my big holds I don't have Fafita, but my holds would be Harry Grant, definite hold. Uh, James Tedesco, for the meantime, definite hold at his price. Uh, I'm going to try for dear life to hold on to Cleary and Hines for sure. The the man I'm looking very much forward to getting out is uh, Cam Murray and I will be definitely trading Valentine Holmes round 13 yes. as well. Oh, cannot wait to trade Val. Yeah, but how's he still 650K? I don't mind to know. I mean, yeah, Val's been yeah. fine. Val's been fine. Yeah, glad you mentioned that. Yeah, no, no, it's he's he's got a good run these two. I wouldn't be dropping Val this week. Keep him, but he's he's first on the chopping block with Murray, uh, round thirteen. I'm probably going to go Val to uh, the house in round thirteen. Um, Harry Harry Grant Harry Harry Grant's the other hold, yeah. obviously. That's a lot of cash. Nice. Yeah. Any other popular um, Origin guys that people have? The Trail yeah. Mitchell. There's the only thing with Trail is if he doesn't back up, he might yeah. get a rest. But just because Souths are going so good, mm. they might nurse him through. But just depends on. Cam I think Munster? you have to. Tr- What's Munster's price now? I think you have to trade Munster. Yeah, seven seventy five, seven seventy five k. Tough one, tough one. I think mm. just just with just with Cody and Brown as both good options for that. If you can go sideways to Cody for the period, it's a pretty good option. I think mm. he's always a good. He's just a great player to own, Munster. Um, mm, good to watch. I, it's it's actually a good point. Maybe it's too late, but anyway. Um, all right, that'll see us out for tonight. Thanks again, boys. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. And, yeah, Dan, thank you very much for coming on. Cheers, Matty. Thank you. Thanks again, Chris. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. I had good fun. Cheers, guys.